There we go. Sarah, welcome to the Granite Sarah podcast. Thank you very much for giving me your time. Thank you for having me. That's my, my pleasure. For, first up, what's it like out in Thailand? I am super jealous right now. Oh, it's so good. So amazing. Is it? Honestly, it's really laid back. Everybody's I need, happy. I need some Nobody's of that. It's okay. good. It's funny, isn't it? Because I, I, I just thought that just then. It's like, it's super laid back. It's chilled out. But yet they have one of the most brutal combat sports ever, <laughs> ever made in, in Thai boxing. Muay Thai. We took the girls to see a Muay Thai. Am I saying it right? Muay Thai? Yeah, Muay Thai, yeah. They loved it. Did they? Loved it. Especially the dancing before, you know, where they're like... yeah. Is it, doing is the it, little fancy dance. It's all very traditional still. And they do, do they huh? still play all the it's like a horrible music in the background. Yeah. There was a live band in the corner, a live Thai band playing oh. the instruments. It was yeah. amazing. If I if I'm not if I'm not respect, mistaken, they sort of um get faster with each round. So it sort of goes to the fighters to go, well, come on. Yeah. Kick them again. Yeah. Brutal yeah. sport, brutal sport. So good, yeah. So brutal sport, but everybody's so laid back. It's really nice, different yeah. pace from LA. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, because obviously you guys went out to LA as well. I was going to say mm-hmm. you must be um, semi used to seeing brutal sports with with Tony being a, a former boxer. Yeah, definitely. It's not nice though. No, no. Yeah, I bet, I bet yeah, it's not. It. It's. A, I think it's. Um, It'd be quite good to get the perspective from a a spouse in terms of that, because obviously, well, on the on the podcast, I've had quite a number of UFC fighters on the show, so I get their perspective of what it's like. But I haven't interviewed or spoken to any of their sort of partners or girlfriends or wives to go, what's it like watching your husband get punched in the head? It's the worst. It's even worse for me because I know the back end of it. Mm. Obviously working in the emergency room, I know, you know, like the effects of his injuries, you know, or the, the worst effect that like I'm always thinking the worst. Yeah. And I was never watched I wasn't really watching him. I was watching the paramedics at ringside to make sure they <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a good series. Interview uh, the yeah. spouses. Interview the spouses, yeah. So what what sort of guided you towards nursing? Um in general. I just really loved helping people. It's really rewarding. Mm. Sounds sounds cheesy, but that's what well, that's what it is. You don't go into nursing to become a millionaire. It's no, just uh, especially, yeah. not, especially not in the UK anyway. Oh, and same same in America. It's it's a calling. Like it's nice to to help people, and I love meeting new. I love meeting um new people every day. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I miss about being in the ER. You never knew what your morning, what your day was going to be like, and how many interesting characters you'd meet. I suppose working in the in the emergency room is it's always gonna it's always gonna change. You're never gonna have like the same things constantly all the time. So it's gonna always keep you on your toes yeah yeah you could be sitting down having your cup of tea and then next minute all sorts roll through the door 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think you guys get enough credit. Like, especially over here in the UK with the NHS, it's like, oh, the doctors, the doctors need a pay rise. What about the other ones? What about the nurses that do all the dirty work beforehand? Yeah. Have you ever been in the ER or the accident and emergency over there? It's called. Um, yeah, a couple of times. Um, yeah, uh, I ha- I went. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> um, like the interesting experience. No, no, there's, there's been a, there's been a couple, mainly as a as a kid because I was an idiot. Um, stupid <laughs> things like playing rugby in the tennis courts when I was growing up and getting my head smashed into the ground and having concussion and things like that. Um, I think the the latest time for me personally was I was playing six aside football mm-hmm. against a group of um, travellers we, we 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 shall call them and uh, yeah. it got a bit it got a bit feisty a bit punchy and uh, I was grabbing one of the one of the players off one of my players and he decided and another player decided to kick me in the head. That um, was this was football. Yeah, yeah. Football. football got a bit punchy. It got a bit punchy, yeah. There was no rolling around on the floor. Um, but yeah, I remember getting home and I was like, my, my fucking jaw is killing me. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go up and uh, have that checked out. But yeah, it was... <laughs> yeah, most of my trips were involving me being an idiot, basically. and uh, Or me being a big mouth, getting myself in trouble. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny that you said the last time you went in was from playing football. Those were the busiest days on Derby days. Oh yeah. Absolutely horrendous. Back in Sunderland. So busy from the Derby matches. Of course. Well, everybody fighting. I, th- I think, I think a lot of uh, like football fans forget about that rivalry because obviously Sunderland going down the way they did, which is a, yeah. a massive fall from grace. Like, yeah. No. And it's yeah. a, it's a it's a rivalry as a football fan, you know. That's a rivalry I miss anyway. Put it that way. It's uh, you know, I've, I I think the uh, the support up in the northeast is a lot different to the rest of the country. But myself, obviously, I'm a United fan for my sins. Um, although I can mm-hmm. I can I can kind of wear my 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 shirts at the minute. I'm feeling a bit yeah. bit brave. <laughs> Have you seen the? documentary on netflix about um, yes something. yes i did it, it features the emergency room that i used to work in oh did it yeah. that's awesome that's awesome because that... of how passionate the fans would get and then obviously the drinking and spilling yeah, yeah. over into the fight and, and then it would show the emergency room yeah being overrun <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that must be like saturdays you must be like oh, can i not work today this is oh yeah saturday nights in the waiting room were like a nightclub people would order pizza <laughs> no way people would, people would end up like you know like meeting another date they would come yeah. in separately with injuries and then they'd like get together in the corner it was it was <laughs> an experience yeah it's, it's so bizarre isn't it? you must have mm-hmm. um you must have the patience of a saint as well because yeah. especially with with well especially on a saturday when it when people have been drinking or a friday night 
But I yeah. think I think just in in general with people because they're obviously hurt and they think that their injury is worse than somebody else's. Like yeah. I, I I've had it before when I had to take my youngest in where uh, we <laughs> bless her. She had chicken pox at the time. She was about she couldn't have been much older than two, and I was yeah. trimming I was trimming her fingernails in the bath, and she oh, slipped. No. And I slipped and I cut a big chunk out of her finger. So I was like, and myself, like I've, I've done quite an extensive bit of training within the military in terms of battlefield medics. So I'll, usually if it's like a little scrape or something, I'm like, I'll get man up, will you? Put a plaster <laughs> on it. But this, the, the blood, because obviously your fingers bleed quite profusely anyway, because the capillaries at the top. I, I panicked on this when I was like, oh God, we're gonna have to go get a stitch. Or something like that, and I remember yeah, going. Yeah, when you get old, it's a bit different. Yeah, and I remember I remember taking her down, and I was seeing these people like, and I was like, "Well, you're coming for a sprained ankle. Why don't you just go home and ice it? Stop being a retard." <laughs> like, it's like you've got a cold. What is going on? Mm-hmm. I've almost cut my daughter's finger off. <laughs> yeah. Well, these these type of stories that I would tell, like among friends, is that's how the idea came up for us to start the YouTube channel. Yeah, um, was all Tony's idea because I would tell these stories and talk about all the things that I've seen at work, and and I would just assume that everybody else would know. So I would say, well, no, you know, you don't know what's going on in the back of the ER. You know, the ambulances come straight yeah, yeah. in or we get calls that somebody's dying or cardiac arrest and there's a triage system. And so when I would tell these stories, Tony and my friends would go, you need to make a video about that. Nobody knows this stuff. Yeah. But yes, they do. I said, no, they don't. Like, you need to make a video about it. So that's how. I suppose when you're, when you're, when you're emerged in the, in the life of, of a nurse, it's sort of just common for you. You're like, well, clearly... Yeah. Clearly, I'm going to triage these people from the most important to the least important. Yeah. If you're at the least important, you might think you're the most important, but eh, right. you're not. Like, yeah. Like, and and everybody forgets that. So I, I did do a video on that, actually just saying that, remember that that nurse who you saw when you first come in, like they trained and they know what to do. And if it's serious, they'll take care of it and they'll get you sorted. Yeah, of course. It's like, it's like people think that they're just out there for just for them. It's like that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, come on, have a have a bit of common knowledge, common sense. Even it's like just yeah, chill out a and bit. And also, that nurse who you who triage you triages at the front. That's what it's called. They're really experienced. They don't just put anybody in there. Yeah. You know, they've got to be trained. So yeah, it's just reminding people forget you're right to think that they're the most important thing. Yeah. And that I, I definitely would say that I've got a lot of patience because so many times that I thought, oh my god, if this was if this was Tony in here, if this was me mate doing this job, <laughs> by now. Yeah, in in yeah, you're right. Nurses do need do need this patience, and people have got to realise that mm-hmm. you're not. Well, you are. In in my opinion, you guys are superheroes, but you're just people. Like, and there's nothing. 
hopefully you haven't wit- uh, witnessed it or had it done to you um, personally, but I've 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 seen it when I've been in in the A and E with people that actually hurl abuse at either the reception staff or the nurses and things like that. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've experienced that. And yeah, uh, and also it's it's like you don't know what's going on with that nurse right now. She could have just had someone die on them. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario. They they have to put that then to the back of their mind because they've still got eight hours left of their shift or whatever it could be. Yeah. And you're there hurling abuse because you've got a splinter in your toe. It's... Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny, well, it's not really funny, but I'll tell you a story that might, you might already know it. But it's pretty shocking to know that when a nurse who's in the emergency room, accident emergency, if they have a patient who has, let's just say, dies, and they've been involved in a cardiac arrest um, or something traumatic, you know, like out taking care of somebody that brought in from a motor vehicle accident, they sadly pass away. If I was in, sorry, I was just ringing this. If I was no in police force. Popular. Um, <laughs> got that many iPads with the kids. I know, I know the feeling. Um, if I was in the police or the or I was a fireman, I would be given some time off or, mm. you know, at least a few hours. You know, that was traumatic. Go and have a cup of tea, chill out for a little bit. Yeah. Get your head right. Or even, I think in the police, I might be wrong, they get like the afternoon off. Or if mm. something traumatic has happened, they'll rotate and they'll be told to like, go and chill out for a little bit. That doesn't happen in the accident and emergency. So you're exactly right when you say like you don't know what's just happened to that nurse, because yeah. so many times, so many times something really, something's happened where that's really affected us, and I've been told, okay, you've got four more patients waiting for you, or you've got like um, the waiting rooms full, like you need to get back to work. You don't have a minute to think or process it. That's why. Um, nights out for nurses get really messy. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And it's it's not good, is it, when, when you think about it? Like, there's a lot of emphasis, especially, we'll use myself for it as an example, for, for troops coming back from war zones and, and things like that, and they're getting shot at. Not that I got shot at daily, but going through rocket attacks and, and, and things like that, and they come home and they're not the right person anymore and it's like it's like nurses and doctors and other people who work in hospitals go through trauma daily but it's like Mm -hmm. oh they're all right because they're nurses they know what to do it's like yeah but they're probably the worst ones that are probably going to be going through the worst sort of mental health sort of crisis because they're like they haven't switched off yet yeah as soon as they switch off it'll all come out yeah and that's why um there's certain speciality of nurses have a higher instance of um drug and substance abuse yeah i wonder why i thought that might go coincide yeah yeah because it's yeah there's, there needs to be more resources 100 you, you think there would be considering mm-hmm. the job is health 
<laughs> healthcare. It's like just because just because so. just because it's not physical, it's it's yeah. a str- it's a strange one. It's still even today in in twenty twenty two, it's still sort of taboo. It's like yeah. I'm struggling a bit here. How are you though? Or are you just feeling a bit sad today? He's like, no, I've yeah. been going daily through trauma and I haven't had a time off um a close friend of mine I'm not going to name him on here he's a paramedic um down in Plymouth and he he actually had to be put on to um leave because he started struggling so bad he was like there was there was no there's no cover for him there's no relief there's no like R&R it's like shift after shift after shift after shift and going nurses and paramedics it's like you guys are in in the in the thick you're in the trenches you could say yeah every day and just because you love to do that type of work doesn't mean that you should be left to deal with the trauma that comes with it alone Um, yeah so that that happened to me i just wasn't eventually i wasn't taking care of myself i didn't have like a healthy outlet or didn't know, even know that I should have a healthy outlet because I felt fine. Mm. And then it wasn't until like, you know, my own body took over and basically said like, no, you need to have yeah. some time off. Because there is like such a stigma around it, just around mental health in general, not just for nurses. Like nobody really mm. talks about it. But yet you, you would go to the doctor if you had a sore stomach or you had an infection in your leg because you can see it yeah. you can you know like it's physical yeah. but you should go to the doctors if you're not feeling right in your head because it's the same thing it's an organ yeah exactly which um yeah that that sort of puts me onto a little point now i got i got triggered the other day i don't like using that word because as somebody who suffered from from depression himself like i was went through a rabbit hole i can't remember if it was on tiktok or or Instagram or whatever, but obviously the man that everybody's talking about at the minute of Andrew Tate popped up and he was talking about how depression isn't real. You just need to get on with it and and stuff like that. And I was like, a few th- few stuff, I was sort of like look at him and go, oh, I get that. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. But that one, I was like, no. I went, just because there's a higher number of people coming out now that's a good thing for a start yeah i was like it does it, doesn't mean it's a new woke thing it's been around yeah. for, for generations and i was yeah. like yeah and i was like i can understand his point on antidepressants and and things like that because me as a, a personally i hated taking them because they made me numb and i wanted to feel yeah um i wanted to find my own way of getting through it instead of relying on a pill to make me numb which since i stopped i haven't had a a relapse you could say into into a into a dark depressive state i've been quite quite good um because there's are alternative things but different things work for different people but i was like yeah you can't just come out and say it's not a real thing yeah it's (laughs) dangerous especially him for being in the public eye to say something and just be so dismissive like that Mm. is really dangerous because then somebody's not going to, you know, somebody watching that, I think, oh, then the, these things that I'm feeling aren't really real. And that 
ultimately leads, you know, can lead to suicide, self-harming. You know, it's so irresponsible and dangerous for him to say that. It really is. Definitely. It's it's just, it was just a bizarre thing that I saw. I was like, some things I see and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Other things I'm like, you're just, you're just, you're saying that now just to get clicks. Yeah, just, just to get clicks and to get bites. Yeah, but it's really dangerous. And, you know, people like that who are obviously haven't looked into it as much as what they say they have, you can't just, it's not black and white. And when something's yeah. like a little bit more complicated, people tend to just be dismissive of it. Oh, Definitely. it's just this, you know, but it's really complicated and it's different for every single person. That's why there's no test for it. You can't measure the chemicals in your brain. Yeah, yeah. So the, e- the easiest way for people is to just go, eh, it's not real. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the one of the big things around the stigma behind it definitely yeah when it's scary and when it's complicated people are not willing to understand it 100 percent, 100 percent. so sliding on through different topics now <laughs> whose choice was it to go out to la was it yours or or tony's so i know tony went out and set up was it box and burn i say i say that as though i don't know i do yeah. know because I'm I'm a fan of Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a joint decision. Um, when we first met, um, I told him that I wanted to travel and maybe move somewhere else, and he was the same. He wanted to travel, and so we both agreed that would you know figure it out. What I was still in nursing school, and he was training in the training camp for the Olympics. Um. And I was about to join the RAF. He well, said, hey. no, don't do that. Ah, I have done. <laughs> uh, he said, no, don't do that. And also a good friend of his was in the Air Force, was in the forces. And he said, no, don't do that. And so persuaded us and I waited for him, finished my nursing, start work in the emergency room at Sunderland Royal, yeah. which was the best thing I ever did. Amazing place to learn, learn the skill. And then um, when he retired, when he no, when he was still professional, so he got his medal, great. I couldn't go. I was working a shift. Oh no! In an emergency. <laughs> I remember working, and one of the nurses said, "Tony's on. I'll cover your patient. Go around the walking clinic and watch him." Was it so Beijing? Was it Beijing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bronze Be- Beijing. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was out celebrating in the pubs, and here's me grafting away at work. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, <laughs> when he came home and all the partying was done from celebrating any time professional, um, we were thinking about, you know, when's our chance going to be to travel? And then a chance came up for him to go and train with Tommy Brooks in LA. Mm-hmm. This is when he was still professional. Um, so he would go on a camp. Um, and I would come and visit him. And after a while, there was a, a good friend of ours, Paul Kane, who helped us get set up with a visa. And he said, you know, you could move here. I said, what? Can we? Yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you wanted to. So he said, yeah, you're a nurse. 
you'll be able to the need nurses in America. Yeah, I was going to say it's a transferable yeah. job, isn't it? Yeah. So I did. I transferred, studied for the exam. Took us a full year. That was brutal. And um, when so study for the exam, and then when we're trying to get the visa through, the lawyer said, "Wait a minute. You have a me- you have an Olympic medal? No, no, no. We're not doing it on the back of the nursing. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, yeah, we're um, engaged, going to get married. She said, no, he's got an Olympic medal. You'll get a green card like that. I said, oh, all right then. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah, us two being, you know, too modest, not yeah. flaunting that medal. And we got a green card really, really fast. And the oh, rest that's is history. That's, that's, yeah. pre- that's pretty awesome. And also mm-hmm. the... the uh, the title that you have as well for master of science mm-hmm. that that is such a cool title i'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> it's just i mean it's just a master's yeah I've just, got, you know, just like, sounds so yeah. cool <laughs> so i am i'm really proud of that actually because yeah, so really be. yeah. so i think a lot of people are far too humble when it comes down to qualifications and achievements like that i i've i've had it before when i've passed a couple of like tiny little exams it's like oh no it's good now but but sometimes i look at it and go fucking hell i did that Mm -hmm. yeah next time you're in a hospital i hope it's not you know for yourself but nurses have the letters after the names of everything every exam or certification that they've done and some of them have got like 10, let, 10, 11, 12, 13 letters after the name. It's unbelievable. But it's must, just like... Must be a nightmare yeah. to type that out on an E and they have to get like it all set up. <laughs> yeah. Get the, get the signatures set up. When, you, when you're in the hospital, you'll notice it. Because it, you know, it's hard work. It should be, should be uh, celebrated more. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What, um, what sort of guided you into the sleep stuff lack of sleep from me well there we go there's there's the answer (laughs) yeah it was the was the thing that I mentioned earlier about how like my body took over and I had you know like an issue so I got a I got a promotion um as a sepsis coordinator like another fancy title So I left the emergency room. I was the educator in the emergency room during COVID. That was hellish. Yeah, because obviously it was different over in America as well, wasn't it? With the Yeah, well, I've been doing the job in the ER over there for, I've done it like for eight, seven, eight years now. So, yeah, it's all like second nature to me now. Um, And then I got this new promotion and everything's going great. And then two weeks into it, I had like a, I had a panic attack. That's what the doctor said. Like I just like my body just shut down yeah. completely, and it was it's totally out of character for me. And I still don't even admit to myself that it actually happened. <laughs> like, no, yeah. not me. No Str- way. It's a strange feeling. The panic panic attacks. Yeah, oh. I didn't. I didn't like the feeling of being the patient. No way. That was. Oh no, that I must be. And so yeah. Territory for you. <laughs> yeah I just took some time off and just did a reset you know I'm lucky enough that I could do that in California state are really good with um 
paying for disabilities, you know, because that was, you know, a mental disability. I couldn't go back to work yeah. after COVID and a lot of people were suffering the same. Um, and so I just started reading a lot. That's what I like to do. I'm a big nerd, so I'm reading all the time. And I started to read about sleep and how it's linked to so many health benefits. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. more I read, the more I thought, why has nobody ever mentioned this? In all the years I've been in the hospital and hearing patients ask, hearing doctors ask the patients, what's going on with you at the minute? Like nobody asks if they're sleeping very well. It's not a question. Yeah. Should be because Definitely. it's linked to so many health benefits. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah, started um, just taking every course that I could possibly take on sleep and, and then just giving it advice, you know, I like to help people. So, you know, yeah. the, the world's, the world's angels, nurses, but yeah, it's, it's, it sounded like a really stupid comment, but it's a very underrated thing sleep. People take mm -hmm. it for granted. Like, uh, I, I, I see it all the fucking time on um, on socials because people obviously put people like Jocko Willink and David Goggins and to name a couple up on this pedestal because they sleep like four hours or three hours, but then they crack on with the rest of their stuff and they're like, just get after it. You're like, hey, yeah, how about you get after some actual sleep? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's so old fashioned, so old fashioned for people to say that now. It's really, it's a really like egotistical, like, you know, like the one who say that they're so masculine, they don't need sleep, mm. like three, four hours in. I don't need sleep, like, yeah, you do. There's no way around it. There's no like life hack or medication or steroid you can take to try and like, not sleep yeah and that, that's what i love about it like you can't hack it you just have to sleep yeah it's it's mad that, that but i also think it's like because i don't know him so it's like how much is actually true that you guys are only sleeping three hours because yeah. anybody could take a pre <laughs> like he, on his socials he'll have like a picture of his watch with the like the time and it's like well you could have taken that anytime and then just yeah yeah, and why why would they promote that? It's so dangerous. Yeah, it's like it's you know, it's it as though I find this quite often as well. Being a, a former military person, like people think that the sun shines out of our ass at times. It's like, oh, those guys are in the military; they know what they're talking about. Well, mm -hmm. most of us are thick as shit, so I wouldn't listen <laughs> to. And yes, we are sort of semi-trained to to deal with sleep deprivation and how to react but that's because we need to be trained for the worst of the worst if we're out on out in theater and something happens we can't just go hold on i've still got three hours yet for my eight hours come on yeah you know yeah but, that, but that, that is a short term way to live yeah exactly that's it's not we don't do that yeah we don't do that constantly in peacetime mm -hmm. when we're back in in the block yeah, we might, uh, uh, like, Revali might be at, um, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, but we're not told, right, you go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. 
Like, no, you you sleep normally because you need it to recover. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. why you have it. I know. Yeah, just, and I used to like think back to all the times where I, I should have prioritized sleep, but I didn't like doing night shifts. We had to rotate. Um, every three months, you'd have to do a month of night shifts. And then mm. sometimes you do a night shift and they'd ask you to pick up a 12 hour shift like the following day. So you go to bed for the day and then have to be back at work for seven o'clock the next morning for your 12 hour shift. It's a, it's a strange thing to do. Yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? I literally, yeah, I, I literally have just done that. So I turned up at work, coming back off my leave, and there was a, a new starter for our night team. And I was like, for a start, didn't know you were coming. Nice to meet you. And then he went off, and I was like, looking at my roster, and I was like, whoever's been in my position while I've been on leave hasn't done their job properly so I've looked I went I've got people on holiday like these next four shifts I was looking at it and I was like we haven't got any cover I'm gonna have to fucking do it so I literally phoned up the uh, scheduler and I was like I'm going home and he was like what and I went I'm going home because I'm coming back in tonight to do the night shift he was like oh Really? I was like, well, yeah, someone's got to fucking do it. Otherwise, the site's running on its own. Yeah. And he was like... And I get that. Like, you know, work and babies. And I had three kids. Like, they're all... I've got three kids. Like, they're all really young and working shifts and having babies and being pregnant. And I get it. Like, I've been there and I know how hard it is. But my advice is just, when you can, because I understand, you know, you've got to live. You've got to cover, you've got to do your duties and make sure yeah. everything's done. Just when you can, prioritise it, you know, instead of, we all do it, I love it, sitting watching Netflix or drinking your drink late at night, watching the telly, eating yeah. snacks, it's the best thing in the world, I love it. But <laughs> yeah. I, know, I also know that it's not good for you and you have to prioritise it and just go to bed. Yeah. And, you know. You're just going to feel, like, mentally, you feel so much better. Never mind all the health benefits. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Tell you what I'm just going to do, because Zoom is brilliant at the minute, so it only gives you 40 minutes. So if I ping you another link, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll continue the sleep chat after these messages. Um, And then I won't take up any more of your time, and then we'll uh, close it up. Sounds good. Cool. I'll watch out. I'll I'll ping you the link now. Cool. Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Happy days. Happy days. Um, Yeah. So back back to the sleep talk because I'm intrigues me. Like because obviously I've seen quite a lot of people. quite close to me that struggle with sleep like they're constantly putting up oh here comes the narcolepsy again and things like that and i know what it's like having um, having bad sleep oh Mm -hmm. what just happened there hold on there we go don't know what just happened there just cut you off my screen um yeah i know what it's like having bad sleep because when i was in my at my worst point 
with my depression. It completely affected my sleep. Um, yeah. Where and then obviously when that happens, then you get s- stuck in a rut. So it's have a bad night's sleep, wake up grumpy, moody, which then affects the rest of your day because then you yeah. start feeling even worse and worse. Then you can't sleep again. And then I yeah. I suffered or I suffer because it hasn't gone away from um, the sleep paralysis as well, um, which is, I can't remember the actual term for it. It's gone out of my head, um, which is fun. That's, that's, that's fun. Um, it's probably the worst thing in the world, if I'm honest. But yeah, any sort of hints or tips for people that suffer from these different types of sleep issues? Yeah, I would think, I would say like the biggest thing is just be patient with yourself because that's one of the things I remember feeling like just so, so anxious, like you're feeling down, you can't sleep. Like you say, it puts you into this spiral. You know, it's like, with any illness you have to give your body time and you have to be kind to yourself and be patient you're not going to feel better the next day like yeah, it yeah. does take time so just be just be nice to yourself and that's the biggest thing just be patient hmm. yeah. you find because um, it's got to be it's got it's got to be that's probably probably the best advice is is definitely be patient because it's sort of just popped into my so head now because obviously you get frustrated because yeah. you're because you're not sleeping because you're like yeah. I keep waking up at three o'clock and I can't get back to sleep and then it's like you get to the point where you're about to go to sleep or go up to bed or whatever and then you get anxious because you're like well I'm gonna wake up so yeah, yeah I, I never thought of it like that yeah you know just especially when your alarm's gonna go off at six in the morning and you wake up at three. Like, mm. oh, I wish I never looked at that alarm. Now I feel anxious because I can't get asleep. I feel tired and I've got like three hours left until my alarm goes off. Like, don't, don't check your phone. I keep my phone out of my bedroom now because A, it's got Amazon on and I was spending a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Like B, the bright light in your face, like that, actually like scientifically is bad for you because the blue light stops your body from making melatonin Mm. so that's why um you should be wearing blue light blocking glasses especially on the night they're like those weird orange lensy glasses hold on hold on hold on that's them it's mine i wear mine at work i wear mine at work Um, yes those are for the computer ones yeah but I'm going to send you a pair that I'm making oh. that are like orange. Awesome. And also for, um, where I'll get them. Cool. Yeah. Cause I wear my, I wear mine at work to, um, so I'm in front of the laptop pretty much all day. Yeah. And, for I, ice cream. and I've got the, oh, they're pretty fucking cool actually. <laughs> these are, these are for nighttime. I mean, you're not going to put them on in the middle of the night, but if you do, say you can't get back to sleep and you end up on your laptop, put yeah. these on, or especially put them on if you can't help yourself watching Netflix. Put these on and then it stops. So blue light stops your brain's production of melatonin. Melatonin is what helps you fall asleep. It doesn't help you stay asleep, but it helps you fall asleep. Yeah, and the science behind this is that the orange 
blocks the blue light. So your body still thinks it's nighttime and it's still going to produce melatonin. You know, it's just going back to caveman days where we didn't have blue light and an iPhone and an iPad in your face. It's, so your like, body... it's like it's like these tech companies want you to stay awake. They do. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that Netflix tweeted that sleep is its biggest enemy. No. How cheeky is that? They did. Hey. Cheeky buggers. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, of course, they're not wrong, are they? They're like, well, we want you to be awake because then you, you'll you get angry because that's what people do on Twitter. I find that's what I do on Twitter. I get angry at people. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to argue and then you're going to go on it yeah. some more and then you're going to find another rabbit hole. Then you're yeah. going to find some conspiracy theories and you're going to go on YouTube. And they just want, <laughs> us, to watch, they just want us to sit and watch Netflix all night mm. so they can get paid. Yeah, definitely. You want to do it? I was I was going to say what was the um the science behind the act the actual orange on the on mm-hmm. the glasses? That's yeah, it's blocking it. that. It's, yeah, it's blocking that. You know, every light has a wavelength, so it's blocking this lens blocks that particular wavelength of light from getting into your retinas. Yeah. And, you know, that's why you know I always say as well when like another tip it's actually a huge tip. For better sleep it starts the minute that you wake up mm. so as soon as tony wakes up this is what i do like i will take his, his phone's not even there but i'll drag him out of bed in the morning and he has to look at the sky it sounds daft but it, it you have to do it like you have to look at the sky and get the light early on morning in your face like on your eye i'm not saying stare at the sun and burn your eyelids burn yeah. your eyes you know like getting that light in your eyes it sets your body's internal clock to realize that it's morning time and it yeah, releases yeah. different set of hormones. So it's yeah. all interconnected with each other from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, we, we forget that. That's how mm-hmm. we would wake up and go to sleep mm-hmm. as cave people. Yeah. Was when it got dark, well, we're going to sleep now because there's stuff that's going to eat us. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. when the sun comes up, it's like, well, that's like your alarm clock. Yeah. And It's just the basics, isn't we, it? But we forget. Yeah. And that's why I feel so badly for, for my night team. So the client yeah. I work for wants a day team and a night team. So it's not like most places of work where they mix and match especially in security work which is what i do where mm-hmm. you do a set of shifts on days and a set of shifts on nights where you're mixed up our client wants days which you know for the people working on days is pardon, pardon the pun happy days you know what i mean you mm-hmm. apart from the fact that you get up when it's dark and you go to bed it when it's dark when in the winter but that's by the by but nights it's because i've done nights for the last couple last four nights and it's horrible. Yeah. You, you don't yeah. sleep well when you when you finally get into bed. Like, mm-hmm. apart from this morning, I, I literally went out like a... I didn't even hear the, the missus and the kids go off to work and school. Like, I didn't hear yeah. any of that. I was gone, yeah. gone to the world. But, you know, as soon as any sort of light comes in, it's as though it's like, well, I've got to get up now. Yeah, it is so hard. Like... I remember working night shift and it, it's really, really difficult. And 
there are some people though who that's their body's natural rhythm so they don't function well during daylight hours you know they're usually asleep so you just find your body's own rhythm but there's so many studies that say like night shift is bad for you like long term yeah I've, and i did I've, I've read similar things yeah you know like the cdc that they're like the um what we use over like this center for disease control yeah it's, uh, yeah, yeah all over the news for covid but you know that's what we follow uh, as nurses over here, like when we need information. And their class night shift is a carcinogenic, so something that can give you cancer. Brilliant. I imagine that. <laughs> yeah. And, and yet, all you're given is like, for nurses, like a little extra stipend on your wages that you did a night shift. Yeah, well. It's that, really bad for your health. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Because I think... I think my team i'm not 100 percent sure of this i think i think they both get paid the same even though like mm-hmm. the nights the nights are on as it would be unsociable hours i think they call it mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like i would hate i would never go for a job where it was just nights i couldn't do it yeah definitely not a lot of the new nurses over here they get put on tonight shift to start with really which is really brutal. That's so hard. You know, night shift is, there's less resources, so you shouldn't actually be on night shift as a new nurse. Yeah. You should be on day shift where there's more resource, resources. Yeah, more resources, more people about. Mm-hmm. More, yeah. more doctors, more consultants. Yeah. Fuck so, hell. yeah, it is tough. But if you do have to do your shifts, like you say, like, and you're not sleeping, my advice is don't put pressure on yourself because you're just going to start that whole circle of feeling even more anxious. And yeah. it takes time. Definitely. Because when I, when I was going through my, my stages, the, the biggest benefit for me was definitely CBD oil. I know people are going to go, fucking hell, Tomo, you're sponsored by a fucking CBD company. Of course you're going to say that. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. But I used to take it before I was sponsored by it. And I take it before I go to bed. I'll do a few drops. And it's as though yeah. it sort of just relaxes me. Yeah. But whether it whether it is a placebo effect or not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the science behind it says that it does work. Yeah. <laughs> so it does work. Uh-huh. But but even yeah. so, if even if it is a placebo and it's working, I'm getting better sleep down than than I was when I was taking antidepressants. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's natural. I wouldn't, yeah, the CBD is fine. The THC, oh. that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not that's doing that. <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah. CBD is natural. THC, that's going to mess with your sleep, definitely. Well, any sort yeah. of um, drug affects your sleep, doesn't it? So even coffee, yeah. coffee, um, alcohol. Probably, yeah. probably even smoking. I don't, I'm not 100% like that. I don't, I've never smoked, so I don't know. Um, but I know my mum is quite a heavy smoker and she, well, she's always had shit sleep. So Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, anything that's put an extra stress on your body, even like having a, a really heavy late night meal, you know, like Indians yeah. and tiger beer is not good for you right before you go to sleep. Good choice of beer to go with the Indian. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm but, a fan of tiger beer. I'm, I'm a, also a fan of cobra. Cobra is quite good with a curry. Yeah, Chang's <laughs> nice as well. I'm enjoying the Chang over here right now. Tell you what, getting yeah. getting Thai food from the sauce as well. Yeah. So, but not late at night because get well, no. back to the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah get... <laughs> I love a tangent. Yeah, getting back to the subject, it does mess with your sleep because it makes your heart rate increase, which is not what you want. When well, you're of course, because obviously the bo the body's working, isn't it? It's it's yeah. it's digesting. It's yeah. doing what it needs to do. So it's like I'm still working here, and it's like. Oh, just want to go to sleep yeah. but i can't because i'm full you know your body actually works really hard when you're asleep and it's one of the things i was learning is that you know i always just thought like your sleep is you just need to get it out of the way get a few hours of rest hmm. but it's it's actually not like your body works really hard and it needs that time to work hard so you can function the next day because hmm. every time that you use a muscle every time you use anything in your body that was a waste product, you know, like you're using your muscle as lactic acid. Um, so every time your body uses something, especially in your brain, it builds up something called adenosine and it has to sleep. So that's what builds up. Adenosine builds up and builds up and builds up in your brain. And then eventually that adenosine buildup is so great, you need to sleep so your brain can flush it away. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thought that was really interesting to think yeah. that asleep is actually a busy time and you need it to clean your brain out. That's why if you don't sleep, your brain's still messy inside. Hence you feel wrecked. Yeah. Well that yeah. is actually a really uh good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. scientific as well, if anyway. Yeah. Scientific. But yeah, how we'll we we'll use the uh we we'll use the husband as an example. Mm -hmm. What was his sleep like while he was still fighting? It must have terrible. been it must have been terrible. Terrible. Getting punched um, in the head. We, for uh, isn't hindsight beautiful? And all I wish that we all the things he actually says in one of his videos. I said, imagine if you imagine if you slept well as good as what you did then like you might want a gold instead of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true you know he oh god tried so many things terrible sleeper and looking back we're doing all the wrong things mm. you know like sweaty palms thinking about his opponent and you know, just doing all of the wrong things, totally the wrong things, which now we know. And actually not even thinking that he needed sleep for recovery. If you're an yeah. athlete. Yeah, of course. If you're an athlete and if and you think to yourself, I only need four hours sleep, then you're not a true athlete. And I'll say that to your face. Yeah. Because clearly you don't know anything about recovery and you need to know about recovery if you're an athlete. Yeah. Well, speak, speaking to a few of um, the fighters that I've had on the on the show, they're always like, well, I go in, I, I train, then I come home and I have a nap. And I get up and I train some more and then I come back and I'll probably have some food and then another nap. It's like, fucking hell, you guys nap a lot. 
Yeah, like and then, 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 then you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, because they're trying to get their muscles recovered. They're trying to flush out, especially yeah. fighters, the crap that's been battered into their head, especially if it's sparring. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Very important. So, <laughs> so, sounds like a, like a Q&A right now. <laughs> so so are, are naps important? Would you, would you suggest naps? Um, everybody's different. So, for instance, Tony can't nap. If he does, then he's awake the whole of the night. Yeah. It's like, think of babies, you know, each, each well, toddlers. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Each toddler's different. My one toddler used to need both of her long naps. My third toddler, she couldn't nap. You yeah. know, and just it's it's different preferences. So if you feel like you need a nap, I would say if you do have a nap, don't make it any longer than you know forty minutes, because then that's when you'll start to get into the cycles of mm. like your non-REM, your REM, your deep deep sleep. Um, so keep it like forty minutes. I love yeah. a good fifteen-minute nap. My yeah, because um, my my uh, my missus's family they're they're all nappers. Yeah. They're all catnappers. Like you'll be having a call. I swear, even yet, even Sunday, I went round to watch the football, and my father-in-law was literally nodding dog for at least it was at least twenty minutes. I was I was literally watching him, and one minute is like about like this with his mouth open, next minute he's down, and it's like. But they just nap anywhere, and my wife yeah. is my wife does it as well. I, I literally so I said, "You guys are descendants from cats." I swear down. You're always yeah napping but i would say i mean i love a good nap but i don't have a problem with my sleep but yeah. if you do have a problem with your sleep you can't sleep at night when you're having a nap obviously cut out your nap yeah you know do yeah, like, go for a walk instead you know that'll yeah, work yeah, yeah definitely and mm. do yeah do something physical yeah and then i bet you you can fall asleep at night yeah Definitely, yeah. I, I, I found one of my officers having having a fucking nap last night. Cheeky little mm. bastard. Oh, yeah. No, just a quick. Sometimes, like, there's no, there was nowhere to nap at work. Absolutely nowhere. And Facebook had it right. They had like bean bags and like sleepers. Yeah. And so for the longest time, there was nowhere to nap until recently they made like a quiet room. For nurses to go and shut their eyes yeah. and they haven't done a study but this would be great research to see oh, whether it would be wouldn't it um medication errors went down when they made an app room yeah even, even productivity as well um because obviously if you're starting to feel a bit, a bit laggy and a bit tired and you're like fucking hell, i've been on this shift for i'm pulling i'm pulling extra hours here i'm doing a 14 16 hour shift yeah. It's like you could you probably de- you could probably deal do with a uh, an extra little fucking nap or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Even just like for people who say they can't nap, but they're feeling really, really tired, like you know, when you're driving, just pull mm. over and not necessarily going to sleep, but it's just the call like um somebody call it a power meditation. I don't know if I'd use that word. It's just going and just yeah, shutting yeah. your eyes even for just shut, a couple of minutes. Yeah, just in a dark room, shut your eyes and just go. Yeah. And relax. Yeah, 
pubs massively. That, that's the that's the worst, by the way, when you're driving, mm. and you and you're nodding because you're like, how long have my eyes been <laughs> closed? <laughs> you know that the most I read that the highest amount of car crashes at the daylight saving time when everybody's tired. Oh uh, yeah, that's. I'm still confused why we still do that. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it really doesn't. Doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, if anybody can explain it, I'd love to hear it. But yeah, that's when the most car crashes are. They did a study over like ten years, over yeah. like civilizations that do the time change, and lo and behold, that's when the most yeah. car crashes are. It's also bad for like. <laughs> well, it's good and bad for those that work nights as well, because obviously, one on one side, you lose an hour, so you're like, oh, I only doing an eleven hour shift. For the yeah. next, but then the next time you're like, oh, I've got a thirteen hour shift coming. So, oh, that, that was the worst watching that clock, and I've, it would get to one, and then they would put it back to twelve. Oh, I've, I've got got a got a funny story about that. Um, actually, so before, <laughs> before I got um. Yeah, one of the first jobs I had when I left the military, I did um, cash and high values in transit. I'd be one of those guys with the helmet on and the big box. Right. And um, I had a start time of, I think it was two, yeah, it would have been two o'clock in the morning. So when the, that's another strange one. Why does the clock change at two o'clock in the morning? But anyway, I got to work, drove in, parked up, getting ready to go. And I was like, Check my watch, check my phone. I was just about to get out, check my phone again, and it's gone back an hour. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> now, now I've got to stay in the fucking car park for an hour oh, <laughs> before I go in. Yeah. That's the worst. I had a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had a nap. Definitely had a nap. That's the best thing to do. So just, just on like a... A bit of a tangent here now. So obviously you're out in Thailand now, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to hazard a guess. You say you've definitely taken the kids with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like, you haven't just left them, have you? Go off on your <laughs> travels. So how how's that working then? Are they are, they, are you homeschooling? Have they got a <laughs> like a? No, home- we homeschooling just me. <laughs> oh. Just me. No, it's okay. They're they're young. They're eight, six, and four. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got them, the iPads, and they're doing a little bit online and then a little bit with me. Yeah, it's, they're oh, doing all right, cool. actually. That's you know what? Cool. You're used to it because of COVID, because yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a home school yeah, anyway. Of course. of course. So they um, went back for maybe like six months. And, um, yeah, and then that's it. around about the time that I said, oh, we need it. We need to go traveling while we can. But also, like, you know, myself, I'm in the confines of, like, on the wheel, you could say, where it's they're back at school, I'm at work, blah, 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 blah. And you only get those sort of life experiences in the summer holidays or the or the or the fall holidays or whatever. But yeah, your kids are getting awesome life experiences right now. They're out in one of the best countries for history and yeah and, and culture and things like that they're out in thailand yeah. at that age that's, that's, that's it. brilliant 
I mean, do, that's what we want. That's what we want for them to just, um, I really wanted them to see kids who are in a different culture. Yeah. Because, you know, they were starting to get a little bit too spoiled in LA with the pool and the chickens <laughs> and like everything they could ever want in life. And then they'll come up to me and say, I'm bored. Like, are yeah. you joking? I hate that. You don't know you're bored. You're bored. Yeah. But my, my, my kids still get confused when I let them know that I'm older than Google. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, I've said it before on the podcast, actually. Like, one of the best things that I've ever let my daughters or daughter, my eldest daughter, watch was Stranger Things. Because even though it's got all yeah. the supernatural stuff within it, it shows what it was like growing up in, like, the 80s and... Well, even in in the nineties, because she was she was taken back. She was like, "But they're out at night on their bikes." And I'm like, "That's what we did. Yeah, that's that's what you could do if you got off your ass and got out of the fucking house." Um, yeah. Even though it's a slightly different time, there were. Well, I wouldn't say they were less creeps. We just didn't know about them. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> So we've all got them AirPods because I'm paranoid about them being stolen. Yeah. We've all got these little bracelets on AirTags. But that's, 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 a, like, that's a cool thing just, to have. We didn't think about, you know, you played in the woods until it was until yeah. it was dark and then you were told to come back when you were hungry. Yeah. That was it. And all I, the neighbourhood played I, out. I still remember, like, my mum really getting the ump with me because I would forget to tell her where i was going so i'd go out to the park and we go oh should we go down the woods yeah let's go down the woods and then i'd get home and, where the fuck have you been i've yeah. been in the woods you didn't let me know i was like well right. <laughs> it'd be easy to go back in time now and go well i don't have a fucking phone to tell you do i you want right. to send, a, send a carrier pigeon to you or yeah it's crazy yeah it was a, that's really good that they want that they learning that from stranger things it, it's nice it, it, yeah it's nice because even now they they go out the front of our house and we they my eldest rides a bike around the around the estate and the the, the younger one goes off on a scooter because she's a pain in the ass and is like well i want my stabilizers i'm like you're eight years old just ride the fucking bike yeah <laughs> but then but then she's like no i'm not um yeah but yeah, it's 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 awesome the the different sort of life experiences that they they go through. Um, we we had quite a. I, I would I'd probably say like a an an early nineties sort of holiday this year. We went to a went to a caravan park in Hastings, which Amazing. I I remember doing as a kid. I'd, I'd we'd yeah. go to Porthcawl or Barry Island with me with my grand. Mm-hmm. So we took them down there. Um, we did lots of little sort of days out we went to see my my nan who's in in a care home at the minute little trips to the beach and things like that it's like you don't need to go abroad all the time to get these different experiences and the the final thing we did do we did do the stranger things experience in london for my eldest which was fucking incredible i have to admit the way they've made the way they've made it it was it was though i was in the show it was fucking great i loved it (laughs) <laughs> and, um, but my, my eldest, she said to me after, she went, Dad, this has been the best holiday that I've had so far. And I was like, oh, you're too polite. 
come here, you little nerd. Wow. But yeah, it's I love, I love all that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's it. I'm to go to the Lake District for my summer holidays. That's a lovely area. Yeah. It's a lovely mm-hmm. area. So I'd, nice. Definitely. Yeah, just giving them just giving them a different perspective. I just hope that you know it's going to be good for them. I think I think yeah. it will definitely. Mm-hmm. Another thing, another reason why we did it was because of the massive homeless population in LA. Yeah, it's becoming normal. It's becoming normal for them to walk past a homeless person and just look the other way like it was no big deal. Because it, it's sort of um, heartbreaking. It's sort of like got a big like black barrier around it. Not many people, especially over in the UK, know about the huge homeless population yeah. in in LA unless you watch I can't remember what the show was it's about that random hotel um that's in uh, hotel Cecil that's the one mm-hmm. that's the one yeah we drive past that when we go downtown yeah it's really cool. so I I never knew how bad it was until I saw that and I was like Jesus Christ it's like a an actual yeah. village skid row yeah skid so, well, row it's probably bigger than a village because i'm using like uk sort of thing it's probably like a town oh there's a little one <laughs> a boy teacher you know what that was actually going to be one of my questions to you actually so i was going to say obviously you and tony are both from the northeast what accents do the do the kids have the weird <laughs> mixture of Elliot and um, and Mackham. I bet I bet they pick up certain twangs from from yourselves. Yeah, well, my mum and dad uh, live with us too, so um, they help massively with the kids. So yeah. they pick up stuff off my mum and dad all the time. I was gonna say, so, I, yeah. it's strange because where where I am, I I'm not I'm not from from where I live now in the in the southeast. I'm literally the opposite. Here Hi, Tony. Is. There he Hello, is. Hello, mate. How are I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm liking your uh, old school Man United top. It, yeah, it's got to be retro. It's got to be retro. <laughs> oh, I was saying to Sarah, I'm, I'm allowed to wear it at the minute. Where yeah. it's, it's been in hiding for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a couple of years, should I say. Well, I'll let you get on with it. Nice meeting you, mate. And you. But yeah, like like I, like I said, so I'm down in the southeast. So my my uh, wife and the kids have got this. I I hate it. They've got this horrible southern accent, and <laughs> I'm from basically the west country. So I've got yeah. like a farmer's type accent. But I've lived <laughs> down south for so long that I'm getting all these little twangs popping in, which I don't yeah. like. But the girls every now and then they'll say things very similar to my niece. And it's and she's from she's from Hereford as well, so she's got the same accent as me. Yeah. So every now and then, there's certain words I'm like, you don't, you don't sound like you're supposed to, but yeah. they get they get the they get the piss taken out of them when they go back and see me mum and that. It's, it's oh, bless them. They're all like that. Yeah. Aren't they? When we go back home, everybody look. They make them say, say this, say this, say this. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Alone. <laughs> performing monkeys, performing monkeys. Yeah. Well, I think you're getting a, uh, you're getting little nudges from the from the little ones. I'm the they big one, it seems. Back. They just came back <laughs> from there. Yeah. They just came back from gymnastics. 
Oh, so, even better. What a brilliant, I mean, what a brilliant sport to get kids into as well. My, my daughters yeah. do gymnastics. Gymnastics um, and jujitsu. That's what we've put them in. I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've semi done a little bit of jujitsu. So I've taught my eldest a few different locks and, and chokes and her rear naked choke is the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, I want them to, I want to be able to sleep when they're teenagers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Somebody. Well, they've obviously got a good coach uh, in with Tony, so they're definitely going to be able to strike quite well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But yeah, thank you very much for giving me the time and and coming. Yeah, no on. problem. Thanks for letting me on your podcast. I appreciate it. No, the sort pleasure's all mine. Um, yeah. Enjoy Thailand. Don't eat too much oh. food. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep well. Yes. <laughs> I'm have a beer now. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. No, Take thank care. you. Cheers.